This is Casual Radio, and I am the Casual Morgan. And this here is the Game Master, Bob Scripner. Nice, nice. We're going to go with that new persona because I, I, really I, catchy. Yeah, I'm liking it. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Nice. It's, a little, it's, it's a little creepy, but that's okay. Yeah, don't talk dirty to me. <laughs> don't, don't bring that shit on me. So, last week... On the spork and the mace list. Oh, oh the spork and the mace. That was that was some crazy crazy stuff, man. That's the thing. Like that's just like that's only like one story out of a million. Let's be real. And we have plenty of episodes. Yeah, that's right. That, that, that's we're gonna we're gonna keep the fun going for a long time. And uh, if the people that we talk to would actually, uh, we get them set up and everything, we can have multiple people and we can make yeah, we'll have pretty uh, fun. Have some guest stars come in, have some, uh, have some special guests come in with their, with their crazy stories. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure old Russ would have some interesting stories. Right. Plenty of shenanigans. Uh, oh yeah. There's, uh, there, there's plenty of craziness to go around. So uh, yeah, let, let us know if you're digging this. Uh, this is a fun format for us. Hopefully it's a fun format for the listener. And it doesn't have to be security stories. It can be no. any crazy events. We just have security stories because we've done this job for so many years. <clears throat> so, so many years. Exactly. So today, I've already got the episode that I plan to do. What What do you plan? So I know you were talking, wanting to talk about doing, doing bean farts or something like that, but uh, I figure since we're getting close to Halloween, I've got a few ghost stories. I've got a few, uh, few haunted... Uh, Haunted buildings that I've worked at. I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to name any building names, but uh, got a few haunted, uh, haunted stories, a few spooky stories for the listeners. I've got two, and they're pretty really quick. So I think last last week you went first with the stories. So I'm going to do the beef stew story. Yeah, do your beef stew story. I'll do I'll do my stuff, and then you can end up with your quick uh, with your quick stories, and that's how we'll go with that. Perfect. That's perfect. All right, so let's get started. So the beef stew story is one of my favorites. It happened only about a year ago. So a homeless male shows up at one of the facilities. And, of course, I'm designated dipshit that has to go and remove said homeless person. And he's got nice. And he's got this big box and it's nondescript. You can't really read it or anything when you're zoomed in. So we didn't know it was just a big box. We figured I I actually I didn't really care what was in the box. So I go out there and I introduce myself. I'm like, hey, I apologize. You can't hang out here. And that was that. Well, the guy looks up at me and he says, you just want to know what's in my box. I replied, no, I really don't care what's in your box. And I didn't. So he asked me a second time, you know, you want to see what's in the box. I'm like, sir, I don't care what's in your box. I don't care. Just leave. Take it and go. Right. Take your house and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. Oh, no. Oh, that poor guy. You should feel bad. That's terrible. I know you did. You thought it, though. That's almost as bad. Yeah, I was thinking it. So then the third time, he's like, look what's in the box. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's see what's in the box. Yeah, well, yeah. So you gotta see, but at this point, you have to. Right. As long as it's not an IED, in which case, that sucks. Yeah, that'd be a problem. So I, I turn my flashlight on, and I look inside the box. They are air-sealed bags of some kind of sauce. And I ask him, I'm like, what is that? And he said, it's beef 
stew packets that he had just stolen from the restaurant at the Hilton. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I looked at him and I'm like, so you just admitted to theft and now you're right. And he then makes the statement that, well, I, you know, I'd been drinking way too much. Now you're intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, publicly intoxicated. Then he actually says, you know, because I was cheating at a card game, an illegal card game. I'm like, well, good God. So you're intoxicated. You've got stolen property. And you just cheated some people at an illegal poker game. All right, look, I just need you to leave at this point. I appreciate your honesty. Fuck off. Please just take it somewhere else. And he kind of does. He starts to walk away. He gets off the property. We're good. I about face the fuck up out of there. Go back to the control center. About 20 minutes later, he reappears. This time he's in a park area that we control and he goes from one spot to the next to the next and everywhere he goes he's got this big box on his shoulders well we already know what it is yeah so he's going from position to position to position let's just say his treasure right so let's just say at one position there is a statue of an individual sitting on a bench i've got a story about that sometime don't let me forget that anyway moving on But not to name places and such. Yeah. So we don't get in trouble. I'm not going to say whom was on the bench. So he sets the box of beef stew on the bench. And we don't know why he did this, but other than he was just fat shit crazy. So he sets it down and he's attempting to tie his shoe by putting one foot on the bench. The problem is he's so inebriated that he's stumbling around and he can't land his foot on the bench. Like he's trying, but he can't get there. So he stands up and begins to punch at the statue. Damn. Yeah. And, he could, and, and said statue is metal. Like it's, it's solid. He's a solid bronze statue. Right. So he punches three swings. Left, right, left. Well, all three of those swings miss. <laughs> he punches and misses. Then he takes a step backwards and trips over the statue's foot. So technically, the statue won that fight. I was going to say, technically, the statue kicked his ass. Pretty much. You got to be a special kind of drunk that you can't whoop an inanimate object. Yep. Though I wish he had hit it because, God, he would have regretted that. Yeah, it's almost better that the statue kicked his ass like that rather than than let him land a good one. Right. So the story doesn't end there. It actually escalates. So apparently he was upset that the statue had won that fight. He then turns around and pulls out a shiny object. We zoom in once he finally turns to the angle in which we can see said object. This is a giant freaking knife with a knuckle guard over it and like spikes on the knuckle guard. This man just literally pulled out a massive blade, is yelling at the statue. I mean, we can't hear, but we can see. He's threatening the statue with a giant blade on my property. So now I know he's drunk, he's a thief, and he's armed. So I go out there. I'm like, oh my God. In all fairness, I should have just called 911 and let them deal with that shit show. But I went out there because I had already dealt with him. I figured maybe I can just de-escalate him and get him to move on like I do most people. For the most part, I actually get people to just move on. I rarely have have to escalate to the police level. So anyways... I go out there, and I, I keep a big distance, and he sees me. 
and he's pointing the knife at me, but I made sure to keep, you know, extra distance on him. You know, the last thing I want to do is shoot this guy, but with the size of the knife he's got, if he's coming at me, he's going to put me in a position I have no choice. And we don't carry shotguns, so, I mean, you were going to have trouble hitting him anyway. So, I mean, you're better off staying back. I mean, with my (laughs) – I may have a 9 milli, but he's also wearing – thick jackets and one of the issues with nine millimeter is penetration with those heavy coats and stuff yeah so, and if even if you hit which you know for you that's maybe a 10 percent prospect mofo i qualify it <laughs> every time you've been there uh, to verify. <laughs> so um he's got this big knife and he's screaming he's threatening he's gonna cut my He's going to slit my throat. He's going to gut me. I'm like, all right, well, now you've made threats against my wife, and you're using a deadly weapon in a manner in which you're going to attack me. So I'm literally justified, and I just keep saying, I'm like, sir, just leave, all right? You just got to, like, walk 15 feet, and you're off my property. Move along. We have no problems. Well, he ends up, he finally walks away. I finally get him to just walk away. The problem yeah. is he left his box. So I he's cussing me. He's screaming. He's calling me every name in the book. So I shout down the street, you forgot your box. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. And that was the beef stew story. Damn, that guy. And you know what? He probably woke up the next day was like, you know what I need? Some beef stew. And then reached over and there was a big box-shaped hole next to him. Well, I tried Where's to my... Him. Where's my house slash beef stew? Uh, but it was great. I de-escalated. He's off the property, and the last thing I do is scream, you forgot your box. He never came Okay, back. that's disappointing. Uh, I got mine in, though. Had to get yeah. that little jab. You got you to gotta give him a little bit. I mean, shit, after all the, after all the craziness, you got you to gotta give him a poke. Right. So, well, before we, before we move on, a really good story. I've got some good stories here, but before we move on, I, I think we should discuss our uh, the differences in our um, – and our technique for, for asking people to leave. You are very professional, very polite, very uh, very upstanding. I mean, you've had stalkers coming back because they love how you kick them out. You know what I mean? Hey, Whereas, I'm, not, I'm not throwing words unless they give me a reason. If you well, exactly. give me a reason, that's different. But otherwise, well, yeah, I that's, try to that's, be professional. That's professionalism. Yeah, I mean, you go in, you're like, hey, listen, sorry, you got to go. Whereas I, on the other hand, I deal with less people, but whenever I go out, I just say, hey, you can't masturbate here. <laughs> and instantly, everybody, yeah, I mean, everybody is just like, oh, no, so, sorry, sir, and it's instantly leaving. Like, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter how how I find them. Like, they're just instantly, like, they look at you, and it's like, how do you argue with that? No, sir, I wasn't jerking off. Like, nope, it, it just leaves. have not had a single issue with that. It's one of my favorite things to do, honestly. I'm not going to lie. That's a really good one. I mean, if, if I'm standing there and someone walks up and they're like, no masturbating here, it's like you just – even if you have no nefarious purpose, you're like, oh, shit. Especially if you say it loudly and there are people around. Like, you can't jack off here. And they're just like, oh, yep, nope, sorry. Like, instant, instant just just dipping out. Like, there's no there's no nothing. That's just how that works. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the difference in our technique. But uh, so I was going to tell a few little, a uh, few little ghosty stories. So you and I used to work with a few people that were, uh, uh, what's the technical term, uh, pussies, and were terrified. 
to do rounds because they were afraid that the ghosts would follow them and they would follow them home and blah, blah, blah. At the building that we work at, I've only ever had two two issues happen. One of them's kind of minor, but the one, so I was uh, doing a round of uh, the executive suite area in one of the buildings and uh, my boot had come un- untied. So I sit around, I step around and I sit down on uh, on a bench right next to the corner and I lean over, start to tie my boot. It's four in the morning. Nobody's going to be there, right? Well, as I'm sitting there, I kind of heard heard something and then felt somebody bump into my shoulder as I walked around the corner. And I look up and I look around and I look back and I look around and there's nobody there. So, of course, I jumped up and ran to the elevator as fast as I could because I ain't no fool. I got into the elevator and shut it, you know, as fast as I could and stood there and <sighs> kind of caught my breath. And I looked down and my boot is still untied. So I lean over to tie it, rip the entire ass stand out of my pants. Nice. So not only did I have to clean the poop out of my pants, but then I had to sew them up after it was done. So yeah, Aww. that was uh, that was a uh, that was a good night. I uh, made it back to the office, and the person that I was working with was like, "You all right?" And I'm like, "Just ignore, just ignore." That's and that's uh, and that's not even like that's not even the craziest. That was just the where you know where you and I work at. I've I've worked at a lot of different places in this particular city. Uh, a lot of different a lot of different situations going on. I worked at one place that um, a person would follow me on my rounds on the second floor, and you could hear him because all the uh, the double doors in between the cubicle areas were broken. So you would hear the door clatter shut, clatter, 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 as you were going into the next one. And they would follow me on every round, every night. And then uh, one particular night, the ghost would uh, follow us, follow me around on the second floor, and uh, you know, every night. But whatever, you know. Ghost gotta ghost gotta go for a walk too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ghost gotta have jobs too. Bills. Yeah. Bills I mean, don't stop when you're dead. But uh, I stopped to use the bathroom one night, and uh, our friendly neighborhood ghost he decided to get in the stall next to me and start pounding the door open and shut. Did that about five or six times. So I was like, uh, yeah, you know, maybe I'll just leave him alone. I just went downstairs and only went upstairs to do my round, and I was done. I'd have been out, like, and I'm out. Yeah. Well, and that was also the building that uh, we used to get regular calls from the fire department from the uh, from police dispatch because uh, there is a fire door on the side that didn't used to have a fire alarm on it. And at some point, whenever they could still smoke right outside the doors, a gentleman would duck out those doors and have a quick smoke break right outside and then come back in and go back to work. Well, he passed away and then they put a fire alarm on it. Oh, man, I'm sorry for that. Yeah, so he would, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, decide, hey, I need to go out for a quick smoke and duck out the door. So about once or twice a week, I'd get a call from dispatch, and they'd say, hey, go check Fred's door. I'd go back, and the fire door would be shut and secure. It's like, yeah, well, I guess Fred had his cigarette and came back. Okay, that was it. He was a friendly kick the habit. Yeah, he was a friendly old guy. You know, he just he had to go out and uh, go out and have a smoke. Nice. A, that's creepy as hell. B. I mean, I guess he kept his routine and couldn't kick the habit, but that's yeah. creepy. Yeah, it was it was definitely weird. It was uh, it was interesting. It's interesting to talk. It's interesting to talk to other people that have worked there and ask them about it because they'll look at you like I'm. You know, I'm not supposed to talk about that. It's like no, no. I I remember I was there. Right. You're like no, no. Let's do because I need to figure this out. You need to get that off your chest. I, I need some more deets. I need to I need to hear what you guys had happened. But uh, that too. I mean, did you? No, I mean, actually, so interesting segue that actually leads right into the next place. The one place that I worked at was insanely haunted. Like women couldn't work there because they'd see a little drowned girl standing outside the doors. Wait, uh, hold up. Yup. 
my uh, my ex came to drop up. My baby mama came at the time we were together. She came to drop off a bit of birthday cake, and uh, she was driving past, and she was like, hey, who's that working at that office? And I'm like, it's 11 o'clock at night. There's nobody here. It's like, no, no, I'm seeing somebody. Like, no, no, you're not. That's not even an office. And then she never even came back through the gate. Uh, one of the, uh, the uh, roving supervisors showed up one night and told me he saw people walking around downstairs. And I said, no, you know, it's two in the morning. There's nobody here, but you're welcome to go check. And he went down to check and never came back in the doors again. Like never came out as in no one ever saw his ass again? Cause no, no, no. He, he left. Well, yeah, no, he, he, no, he left, but he would never come back in the building. So he would like left with his tail between his legs. Yeah. He would back up to the door with his hand on his gun and then take his, he had a hickory baton instead of a collapsible baton. And he would reach out with it and tap on the door to get me to come sign his paperwork. And he would, I would sign his paperwork and he would, you know, make conversation for about 30 seconds and then run back to his truck and drive away. Okay. Can I, can I say something real quick since you just brought that, this up? You said he had his hand on his weapon. His gun. What is he going to do? Mad dump the ghost? Oh, it's yeah. Dead. And, the, and the sad part about it is, is those were the old crappy revolvers that they issued us. The one that they tried to issue me didn't even have a firing pin. So he's so like I, Barney Fife, the spectral being. He was going to throw the handgun at a ghost just in case. <laughs> To be fair, this guy was frequently out of his mind on uh, on on uh, Brewski's. So uh, so uh, yeah, he had he had other issues than just that. But yeah, that was uh, that place had a lot of crazy shit going on, man. Can you imagine being the ghost and someone pulls a gun and you're like, Bruh. just laugh at him. Right at that time, you will slap the shit out of this individual. Who pulls oh, yeah. a gun on a ghost? Well, and it's funny, the lady, uh, so when I first started there, there was a lady that I would relieve for the evening shift, and her and her husband had operated, had owned and operated the security company that secured that place that was bought out by the company that I worked for. Uh, it was a detective company. Actually, uh, one of the guys we work with has worked with one of the guys that used to work there, interestingly nice. enough. But, um, she was fairly pleasant. Like she actually, she, her daughter, I went to high school with her daughter. She was like pleasant or whatever. Her husband got fired for getting on foot fetish videos on uh, state computers, but I digress. Yeah. We're going to leave that one out. <laughs> um, but she was telling, she was the one that told me like, you know, Hey, women, women don't work here. And she was like, and I don't do rounds in certain parts of the building because you see stuff outside as a woman, women see things. And that was verified for me by one of the uh, the state workers that was a contractor. She uh, printed like um, topographical maps because it was, um, I'm not going to say the building, but it did stuff for like natural, for like foresters and things like that. They did hunting licenses and things. Uh, so uh, she would sense. have to, she would have to print these topographical maps off and she would start them and just leave them and come back in the morning. And she was cool. So she came in one night while it was still light out and I ended up sitting and chatting with her for a while. And she was like, will you walk into my car? Because, like, I, I can't I can't do this. So if she would come in, I would have to escort her to her car. And if there were any women that worked after dark, I would have to escort them to their cars because they would see or hear things. And um, the most, I think the most, the only, this is the only thing I personally have ever seen. I've had a lot of experiences with ghostly stuff. I've had a lot of experiences with supernatural whatever whatever the explanation is like i can't explain any of it whatever but the only thing i've ever personally seen other than I, have ripped your pants well i didn't see him i just ripped my ripped the pants because he bumped into me <laughs> and I'm gonna post a, so for the picture for this episode 
I'm going to find a picture of that one where SpongeBob has his pants ripped and you, he got famous for ripping his pants. That yeah, is going to be one. the picture of this episode. I like it. I like it. Bob's your uncle on that one. Um, nice. But uh, so they, at the time, they had cameras there, and but it was only for the loading dock. The cam- they took the cameras away after a while because it wasn't really, we, it didn't do us any good. The guards didn't have anything to do with the loading dock, so they just got rid of them. Um, but I had come in that night, and the lady that I was relieving, the same lady, was like, hey, there's this guy walking around the loading dock, and I can't tell who he is, and every time I go out, he's not there. And this was around uh, fair time because this particular building was in the fairgrounds. She was like, every time I go out, I can't, I can't see him. I don't know if he's just walking off, if I'm just, like, if he's hiding behind something, if he's, like, hiding, like, she's like, I can't figure it out. So uh, go down, kind of walk out and see if you can see him, and I'll keep an eye on the cameras. All right. I took a radio, and I walked out, and this guy, what he was doing is he was circling the loading dock, and the camera didn't zoom, didn't move. It just, it was just the concrete slab in front of the loading dock area. Station. And this guy was, Yeah. This guy was just walking circles around the outside of the loading dock. And it was like, he was like all in black. It was, you know, it was fairly dark. It was almost, it was in the summer, but it was later on, later on the evening. So it was, it was dark. He was wearing dark clothes and a hat. So I walk out and I walked out and I radioed and I said, do you see anything? And she said, no, he walked off camera. So I walked all around the, the slab. There were no bushes, no trees. There was really nowhere to hide because it was like a, uh, a little roadway, the slab, and then the lake. There so was there a little was pond. nowhere they could have went. No, there was like a little pond right there. Now, for a little backstory, the building straddles this pond and it was built on top of it to the point where the sinking in the pond actually cracked the windows along the center of the building. Oh, so but it had this really yeah. it had this really cool fountain in the middle of it that actually drew up the pond water and like fountained it down. It was kind of cool. But uh, the pond, come to find out, was built on a coal mine that had been filled in with uh, concrete. And then they built the pond on it. And supposedly, whenever they built this pond, they had like a party and a little girl drowned. Oh, no. Um, so that was supposedly the little girl that people would see standing outside the, the west side doors. They would come out and she would just be standing there trying to get in and just looking at you. Never saw her. I know two people said they saw her. I would not be able to handle that, but I never saw that. No, um, but, two little girls. That would be yeah, no, bad. that's yeah horrible. But um, anywho, so I go out and I'm looking around for this guy and I'm like, I don't see him. She's like, all right, we'll come back in. And I come back in, and as soon as the door hit, she's like, wait, he came back. He just stepped back in off camera. And I'm like, where did he step in from? And then I opened the door again, and he was gone, and the radio started crackling. Ooh. So I couldn't get any couldn't get any, any radio signal. So, so you I walk out. Interference? Yep, something. And there, there had been no problems before that. And these radios were actually pretty high quality. We had old school uh, police issue radios, not like the shit we have now, because those radios could, could operate from fucking Lincoln. Because one of the supervisors would do his radio checks from Lincoln whenever he'd have to go out there. And we could hear him clear as day. So, I mean, these were good radios. And um, But it started crackling. And I walk out, kind of looked around, didn't see him, came back and went upstairs. And she's like, everything all right? And I said, yeah, my radio was fritzing out. And she said, yeah, mine too. I don't know what's going on. But she showed me and went back on the camera. And the guy circles. And every time I would open the door, he would step off camera right towards the pond a creep and and every time i would shut the door he would step right back on as the door is shutting he steps back on camera he circles and he circles and then he did it again and i actually sat there this time for that one she was like i'm gonna run down and see try one more time to see if i can't chase him off went downstairs as soon as she opens the door he steps off to the pond she looks out the radios are fritzing again she comes back up and he never came back that was the only time we ever saw him damn 
Yeah. So, and the pond abutted, like it was right there. Like there was nowhere for this guy to hide unless he jumped in the pond and got back out. But there was no wet on the ground. There was no nothing. So uh, regardless of whether he was a ghost or not, it was weird. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. I mean, especially if there's nowhere for them to hide. Yeah, there were no trees. There were no bushes. There were no, I mean, uh, uh, if he had jumped in the pond, he could have hid. But coming back up, he'd have smelled like ass and there would have been water everywhere. You were basically getting trolled. Yeah, something was up. Somebody was fucking with us. But um, yeah, it was me. Well, yeah, it was obviously you. But I did it. I, did, I didn't a lot of the, know uh, you then. Yeah, that's true. That was fuck. That was over a decade ago. That was right around the time Clyde was born. Nice. Well, see, the problem um, for me is I don't believe in ghosts, really. Yeah. So for me, ghost stories are. I mean, it's like it's creepy as hell, but I just creepy and interesting. But yeah, you don't believe right. it. No, and I I understand that. I mean, shit. Like if you haven't seen it, you'll never believe it. See, I want Unless to see a ghost. I want some well, aliens to roll down. What's up, bro? You know, well, aliens like are Jesus ghosts. Christ but... to appear and... Well, we yes. have proof that Jesus Christ has come to Earth because we worked with a guy that has seen him and danced Jewish style with him. Yeah, they were. He was worshiping Jesus <laughs> with Jesus. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, with his face in his belly button. We'll have to tell that story sometime. And I asked him, were drugs and alcohol involved? And he he denied, but they're, they're uh, yeah. But that's a different episode. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole. He's gonna have a whole episode to himself, the faith healer. Yeah, Mister Airport. Yeah, that's, but uh, so be you, his so, nickname. So, uh, so you you've got a few a uh, few stories about uh, some crazy people. Right. Well, I've got two stories that are considered ghost stories. Probably just malfun- equipment malfunctions, but I don't believe in ghosts, so it's hard for me to understand. But I, I actually have documentation and witnesses for these events, which is what <laughs> yeah. really makes them messed up. Yeah. One of them, the witnesses, you know, she, she's insane, uh, admitted to drug use on a freaking basis, and yeah. still somehow worked here. This is the person that left work to drop acid with her husband and yes. got away with it. Yeah, that is this individual. So um, this story is with her. So one night, it is torrential downpour, massive lightning, thunder is shaking the building. Like, it is bad out. You talk about inclement weather, this was like an ass whooping from the weather station. It was oh, yeah. bad. Um, we started having a little bit of flooding outside. It was bad. So we're watching the cameras and there's lightning, there's thunder. I mean, it's pretty bad out and we're joking around talking shit. She was terrified of ghosts, which is interesting because I used to mess with her when she was working in certain buildings. Like I would call that phone just so she would freak it. I would do all that stuff just to mess with her because she she was big in the ghosts. She was convinced that they were going to follow her home. Right. And one episode we will have to talk about when you and I both worked together to prank her. That was, yeah, that was awesome. We're going to have to get that great. one in there. Yep. So I digress. Basically, we're watching cameras. We can barely see out of the cameras because the rain is so bad. The lightning is blinding the cameras. And all of a sudden we get this crack of lightning while we are discussing ghosts. And I happen to just say something like, fuck them ghosts. Something to that effect where I'm basically talking about the ghosts that she's afraid of at this specific building where she keeps saying that it's haunted and she will not patrol there because it's haunted. So I'm like, fuck them ghosts. We get a bolt of lightning that blinds the cameras, thunder, 
that shakes the building like it was nuts. I'm like, damn, I thought the roof was going to come down. It was so bad. When the cameras come back up, all the cameras in that building, all of them, jump up and are facing nothing but the ceiling. Oh, Every shit. camera in the building, ceiling, inside and out. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. All of a sudden, and I'm pretty sure we called you when this happened. Because yeah, you called the, me and told me. Like, in the movies, whenever there's aliens or there's ghosts, you know, on the on when you see it, it'll go to the security monitors, and you'll see yeah. those waves going through the camera, that disruption. Yeah. That actually happened. Like, I thought that was just actually happened when the cameras came back online. So we Damn. had... We had it recorded. We had facing the roof and then that those waves going through the center of the screen. And I had just been like, fuck them ghosts. Lightning, thunder, you did it. cameras went completely AWOL. And I just sat there like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I have angered the gods now. Yep. That was a pretty messed up night. And we called you. Now, I did exaggerate a bit just because it was freaking her out she was terrified she was shaking she was so freaked out by this event so of course when i'm on the phone with you i kind of exaggerated it a little just because the more i talked about it the scareder she got it was win-win it is that was a good time we had a lot of fun messing with her still to this day have no idea how that happened it was nuts the timing is what was weird. So Yeah, it um, is. And the other event would be uh and, and what can we call this girl? Uh this is this or, is car crash. Uh, car crash? Felony. She yeah, okay, felony. felony. So we're gonna call her. Oh she did admit to having a I remember that now. I forgot I forgot that. I just remember that she uh she had that car crash. Yeah, and I couldn't figure out how she got the job with that felony. She's like, well, they haven't caught me yet. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> nice, and you're the one supposed to watch my back. Great. The, the yep. one that will also segue into another episode where we discuss I had to be her armed bodyguard to and from the building because gangbangers were coming to work trying to kill her, and then when she asked you to do it, you're like, yeah, and that's going to be a no. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. Yeah, we're not getting shot because you're ghetto as fuck. We should to- we should we should just do like a super episode about horrible coworkers. We could probably do a 3-hour episode on that. Next Stinky. week. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Stinky crayon boy. Uh look. Uh drug addict. There's only been two times where I've deployed crayons on coworkers here. <laughs> <laughs> and they were both in like the space of a month. It was a bad month. I, yeah, I really definitely was. did bring crayons. And I'm like, let me give you a crayon so I can say this in a manner to which you can understand. That <laughs> yeah, was that's fucked up. Good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so my final ghost story is when uh, Felony Car Crash McGee. <laughs> that's her name. Felony Car Crash McGee. So, that's her. Right. This was her first week, I believe, when I was training her. And for context, in the entire facility, we cover five city blocks, and there's only two of us. Two. So I've got to rely on this genius. Mm, well, sometimes there's two. Surgeon. Sometimes when, there's two. When I work, there's two. Sometimes. Well, sometimes. We'll get into that a different time. So yeah. I am uh, showing her the building. So let's just say in the center of the primary building, it is a ring. 
so you it, it's impossible to get lost yet yeah, we've had three or four co-workers that i've drawn maps for because they got lost in the circle yep and the map is right there in the middle there's a map the, right there and there's one in the office Yep, a detailed one in the office so they still can't find the center well and, and then didn't you give her one of the uh didn't you give her one of the uh the little brochures that had a map on it too like the little ones that they give the give the uh, tourists that can't speak english like yeah, she couldn't I, figure it I out for anything of those because she couldn't find the center i'm like everything is based on this position this center and she's like well where is it it's a circle you're standing in it so i, <laughs> I took one of the brochures and i'm like I'm like, oh, I, I will never make fun of disabled or people because, you know, both of my daughters have mental disabilities, as do I pretty much. But she was like a special kind of stupid. She wasn't special. She was just dumb. Yeah. Just she like, was not. She didn't have issues. She just was an issue. That is true. That's fair. She she had a she. I'm pretty sure she applied to keep her unemployment and then they gave her a job and she was like oh okay so i show up now yeah but anywho <laughs> yeah. so you had to she teach her how to you had to teach her how to get to the center right so i give her this i'm like look no matter where you go this is where you're gonna end up so i give her this map and i'm trying to explain everything and i'm like this exhibit over here this exhibit over here these two are locked. This is very story. These are locked because they have things in them that need to be secured. Well, one of them, there's only two ways to open. The front door is motion sensors. So when a person walks up to it, the door just opens or shuts. Well, at the end of the day, you turn that off. So no one can get in or out without a key. This is important. And if <laughs> bug if bugs or anything go by, it doesn't activate. It has to be a human-sized person yep. and the doors will open. So they don't open by themselves. I have never ever 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 seen that happen where they open themselves with no one there. So they should be if the shift prior to me had done their jobs. And this time, you know, they actually, they did. It Shockingly was, enough, yeah. Right. The light should be off. The door should be locked. So I'm, I'm showing her this, these two areas that have to be locked down. And when they're locked down, we arm the motion detectors. So if anything moves in there, we get audible and visual notification. We get alarms. So we know if someone goes in. Fast forward about an hour. So now I've explained all this and the alarms start going off. The motion detectors for one of those areas, the one we'll say on the left is what we'll call it. And it is from a dead sprint, five seconds, five seconds. And you can get and to for, that and door. For the record, like we don't hear that. That never happens. Like every once in a while, somebody will say, oh, it went off and it was a semi driving by or something. But it very like, I think in eight years, I have heard it three times, two times were during the day. Like it only happens when somebody's actually walking in there and you've forgotten to, to disarm them. Like exactly. it's not bullshit. They're, they're, they're good, good alarms. Exactly. And I had been here long enough to know that this is yeah. an awkward situation. Like someone. You were, you were one of the founding members. So, you know, this is one of those situations where I'm expecting some guy to come through the roof, you know, all mission impossible style. And yeah. I, as soon as the alarm goes off, I immediately pull up the camera and that sliding door opens. And after it opens, 
you can see that the lights inside are on yeah and i can't even mess with those lights like we that's not something we do is yeah, we don't have access we don't have access to the switches from the control room exactly now i had already been through there and verified that the lights were off and it was closed so i had already checked that room i know those doors were locked and without a key you're not getting in and the lights were off and we can't control the lights so i know for a fact this is secure and i pull up the camera to see if it was just a malfunction or something and the door opens the lights are on so i kick into oh shit mode i blitz and it's the middle of the night so of course you're thinking somebody's there or somebody's broken in and we haven't seen them like that's the only logical explanation Right. It's like 1.30 in the morning at this point. So there's nobody here, and the only two people with keys are myself and this new girl. And if anybody's broken in, like, they've had to have stayed there all night. Like, they've had to have been waiting in there because that's just not – that's just how the building is set up. Yes, and I'd already been through and secured that area, so I know that there's nobody there. I've already been through the area. And um, so I, I know something's up. This is all wrong. So I haul ass, I take off and said, I made it there in like ETA five seconds. And I'm expecting that door to open and the lights to be on because I just saw on camera, the doors were open and the light was on. So I know some shit's not right. I take off running and I almost run face first into that glass door because guess what it doesn't do when I get there? it does not open. it doesn't open so i'm like what the so i use i have to use my key to enter this room and i'd already had genius uh turn off the motion alarm so it wouldn't go off while i'm in there and i'm like i pull up the cameras and i'm like watch everything be ready to call 911. and i go in there i search the entirety of that room top to bottom and I it think at that time they were doing they were doing construction there, so there was nothing to hide in there. There was nothing in there but their tools and yeah. like, the exhibit they were. There working. were no extra walls. Everything on the inside was wide open. It could not have been any more open. Right. So you can see everything. It's not like I'm going through a bunch of doors. No, you can see everything. You basically walk to the center and you see everything. And there's nothing there. There's no people there, and the lights are off. Now I just saw on camera the door opened and the lights were on now we have this footage so it's not like i I was making it up because i knew when i reported it they were going to check i even wrote a report on it so it's not like it was just something i'm gonna make up with and look crazy and put on paper to make myself look like an idiot i'm not doing that so i'm i'm confused at this point a i had already secured the lights were off now all of a sudden the alarms are going off the doors are opening and the lights are on. I get there, the lights are off and the doors are locked. I'm like, I don't know what the hell is happening here. It was like a glitch in the matrix. So I secure the doors and tell Genius to rearm the motion detector. So I've cleared it. It's now rearmed. It's now secured. I get to the center of the circle and Genius comes across the radio. Um, felony car crash McGee comes across the radio and says they're going off again, but it's in the other secured area where it's all glass doors, but actually had the expensive stuff. So the, now, uh, the, the stuff that is irreplaceable kind of stuff. 
Yes. So I'm thinking, holy shit, that was a diversion, and they're in. And at this point, if they're already in, I have to rely on just me because she sure as hell isn't going to be be useful in any capacity. So I'm like, all right, I'm about to walk into a firefight, a a robbery. I mean, I don't know what I'm walking into, but it ain't good. So I sprint to those doors. And the, the thing about it is, one of the biggest things to remember at this time, we've been talking about how we carry firearms for our job. We didn't at this time. So regardless what's going on, a casual floor gun or what the fuck ever was running into this situation with nothing but his bare hands, essentially. Did you just call me casual floor gun? Yeah, whatever the fuck your name is. That's actually clever. <laughs> That's actually a clever. I'm not even mad because it was so good. Normally, you'd get a fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, I I was. I was trying to think of something fucked up, and I couldn't fast it up. Jesus, what an idiot! So I run (laughs) to these doors, and I'm like, "All right, disarm the motion detectors." I check every one of those doors. Now these are glass doors; I can see through them. So I've got a flashlight in one hand. I'm checking all the doors with my right hand. All the doors are secure. So I take my key. The only way to get in these doors is with a key or you bust through the glass. Well, all glass was secured and the doors were locked. So I use my key. I go in. I search the entire sections again. She's got the cameras pulled up and I'm searching the whole area. There's nothing. So now we've had two exhibits with these catastrophic malfunctions that since I had been there which was a very long time i had never even heard of before it was absurd so yeah. i walked rooms and that's another one that's I, that that room has even less instances of the alarms going off than the other one did like that right that once that place is locked down not even a mouse squeaks through you know what i mean that place for whatever reason that room doesn't even they don't even consider going into that stuff Exactly. This has never happened. No one's ever even heard of this. It was insane. Now, another for context uh, situation, this was perfect weather. There's no storms, no rain. It is nighttime and it's clear. There is no way that it could weather related issue. Yeah. This was a figure out because when I talked to the engineers of the facility, even they're like, you're nuts. Yeah, but it happened. So that's not even the end. So I come back to her and um, felony car crash. McGee just pops her head out of the door and she's like, what is going on? And bear in mind, I'm training her and I'm dumbfounded. I'm like, I have no clue. And we hear someone walking through the at the front door and it sounded like high heels on a hard surface and that's a very obvious noise yeah so the building we work at most of the building is flagstoned so when you walk through those areas it's very loud and you can really like it empty it rings through that whole building so i mean that's not bullshit when something when so like if somebody knocks on the front door i can hear it from the control room and i'm almost deaf so i mean people walking on those floors is even louder than that right and especially someone when it's empty with high heels, this bitch echoes. You drop something, and it sounds like you crash through somewhere. It echoes. Oh, yeah. So you can tell if someone's walking with regular shoes. You can damn sure know when you got a chicken high heels. Yeah. And I'm hearing someone walking across the floor. So I'm like, 
I'm already hot, sweaty, freaking out because I have no idea what's going on here. And talking, she without hesitation says, fuck this and slams the control room door. <laughs> I'm standing there and I'm like, well, thanks for the backup. So yeah, I'm, she, I'm not that She far. barricaded your ass outside. Oh, yeah. She literally said, fuck this and slammed the door. Like she was, I'm having none of this. She says, <laughs> she I'm out. Having none of it. Of course, I have to run up to those front doors, and I secure the whole entryway. We, I rewind all the cameras. Just nothing happened. There was nobody in any of those areas the entire shift. I've reviewed every camera for those areas that if somebody had been there, you would have seen them. And not a single camera recorded anything other than the door sliding open and on in the first room. Other than the craziness. Yep. Other So basically on camera, all you see is my fat ass running around like I'm nuts for no reason whatsoever. To be fair, that is a funny sight. Man, I'm 180 pounds. I am not that big. You said it, motherfucker! You weren't, you weren't supposed to agree. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so I'm, my I'm, ghost I'm not your wife. Yeah, keep talking. She'll whoop your ass next time. Uh, she, yeah, she'll try. I'll, yeah. I'll send Clyde after her ass. But anywho, yeah, th- those were pretty messed up. And it's funny, too, because we used those two, those two store, those two situations to fuck with those two people the entire time they were there. Oh, yeah, that was that was definite. Both were there about a year. I don't think Car Crash McGee was there a year. She was probably there six months. Uh, LSD yeah. a- acid face was probably there for close to two years, for close to a year and a half, maybe two years. Right, but most of that was on a uh, was on second shift before sent to our shift. That's true. She well, yeah, because she worked with uh, her brother in law. That was a fucking situation and a half. I'm uh, gonna record this episode or an episode of just the drama between that shift, and I'm gonna make them listen to it. I don't think they would. I th- I think they would think we were full of shit because of the amount of bullshit that they put us through. But it, it's he, all true. It was all true. The amount of craziness those morons did on second shift was insane. But uh, we're, we're yeah, definitely so- doing an episode about them. Just so I can be a dick and get and make sure I send it to them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This but, is uh, you. Yeah, we got to definitely do an episode on terrible coworkers. A lot of those. Uh, my favorite will always be the guy that thought he worked for the FBI that uh, wrote all over his hands all day every day. But um, the one of the buildings I worked at, the governor showed up. And our boss came and she looked him in the eye and she said, if I see your face, even poke out of that window, you are fired. And he hid in the bathroom for like four hours until the governor left. It was hilarious. Yeah, that that sounds pretty messed up. Why? Yeah, he was that one too. He was uh, he was fucking crazy. He yep, he was uh, he was bonkers. But we'll get on. We'll get to that in another episode. But uh, I think we've got got some good stories here tonight, sir. Thank you for sharing. Not a problem. So uh, uh, we're going to finish it with a uh, – so that would see what had happened was – See, what had happened was – I could use that for so many situations. That's I know. You I could you record that shit for a drop. So, all right. Well, that was a great episode. Glad to have you back. Uh, That's right. Good, good to speak. And uh, we'll definitely we'll do this again next time. week. Have a good one, everybody. Bob's He's your uncle. Out. Did you just finish with Bob's your uncle? Damn right I did. And I'm out.